0: This is the Los Angeles City Cast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Happy Wednesday, if that is when you're joining us. Great show ahead of us, as always. I mean, what else am I going to say? Of course, it's a great one. Uh, the MLB, of course, Rockies at Dodgers going on on Wednesday, and then Angels at Marlins. We'll take a look at both. And then. You guys know I'm going to get into the WNBA. It's a good one. We're going to preview Wednesday and Thursday's games. And by we, I mean myself and Calvin Wetzel, who covers the WNBA for Sportsline, uh, does great work with Spread the Floor and her hoop stats. Uh, So we're going to talk all things Wednesday and Thursday games, three on each of those days. They're good games. And also the WNBA All-Star game and even futures that he has. But before we get into that, of course, we'll look at the local Los Angeles lines, starting with the Angels at the Marlins, 340 p.m. Pacific time time for that game and the angels favored here minus 165 on the money line the marlins plus 140 the run line for the angels at minus one and a half even money here plus 100 and the marlins plus one and a half runs at minus 124 shohei otani on the mound so perhaps why we're seeing the angels get some love here despite the fact that they've been an absolute downward spiral total for this game at seven and a half again a decent pitching matchup here and the angels struggling to hit. Even their best hitters, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Uh, We'll talk about it. As with the Dodgers hosting the Rockies, uh, Mitch White on the mound for the Dodgers. Urena making a debut uh, for the first time in quite a while for the Rockies. Total for this game set at nine, slightly juiced to the over at minus 120. The Dodgers... Heavy favorites minus 320 here and the Rockies plus 260 every bet I saw or at least article about this game uh, that was played on Tuesday. The Dodgers did end up winning five to two had the Rockies here as the pick if you're going to pick a side again. Just because we have two options, you can pick this side or this side, doesn't mean that you have to bet the game, right? And this is a perfect example of that. The Dodgers don't always win against the Rockies. We saw it a week ago when they were at Rocky Stadium and they lost two of the three games. And now you're seeing this heavy, heavy favorite here at minus 320. So, yeah, the value is going to be on the Rockies at plus 260. There's a little bit that more goes into calculating that value as well. But just safe to say that maybe this is not the one to get involved on the money line unless you're just Mr. Bankroll and that's what you feel like or Mrs. Bankroll or Miss, whatever you rock with. Uh, Also, one more odd that I wanted to point out before we move on, a football one, an NFL one. And I know what you're thinking, Danielle, when are we going to start talking about the NFL? Calm down. It's July. It's July fifth, and all in good time. All in good time. We'll start incorporating that Rams and Chargers coverage. But one that jumped out to me on Bet Rivers that I thought, gimme that was most receiving yards, Cooper Cup at eight to one. Once this gets going, like come on, Cooper Cup at eight to one. A Jamar Chase is also at eight to one, and Justin Jefferson at plus eight fifty. Then it jumps up to Devonte Adams at twelve to one, but Cooper Cup at eight to one. I don't hate that ticket. I don't hate that at all. It's not a huge payoff necessarily, especially to have your money tied up all season. But if that's your thing, not terrible, not terrible to look at. You can find all those odds and more at BetRiver Sportsbook. And by the way, BetRiver's online sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with some new same-game parlays every game this baseball season. Sorry, guys, that was my laundry. Anyways, uh, every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect BetRivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts or favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at BetRivers Online Sportsbook. So download BetRivers Sportsbook app. Isn't it cool they have an app? And make your baseball same-game parlays today if that's how you get down. Uh, Yeah, I know. Most people would have stopped when their phone alarm started going off, but not me. I'm a true professional, guys, so we're just gonna carry on. Speaking of baseball, by the way, let's talk about the Angels, who are a team that are striking out the most per game in the MLB, 9.7 times per game. Shohei Otani on the mound for them on Wednesday, the one bright spot, I'm sorry, uh, one of two on this team, Mike Trout, of course, one and two, who's which, who knows? You have to give Shohei one, sorry. Uh, But Shohei Otani here, Under one and a half earned runs is where I was looking here. You could find this at minus 105 or so. He hasn't allowed a single earned run in his last three games. He allowed one in the game before that versus the Red Sox. So that is where I would be looking a little bit of value there at minus 105. Most of the Shohei props that you would want to bet are heavily juiced. Minus 150, not heavily. I mean, depends on your tolerance, of course, but minus 150 or higher, which isn't. You know, Dodgers at minus 300, but still minus 150, not my favorite. Also, speaking of juice, Shohei over a hit because he does both things, in case we forgot. Uh, Minus 200 in most spots or higher. He, of course, rightfully so, registered a hit in both of his previous two games versus the Marlins back in April. And he's had at least one hit. In nine of his last 12 games, not to mention the hard hit percentage, 48.4% hard hit percentage. You can find that on Fangraphs. Great resource for baseball betting information. Um, So minus 200, not necessarily where I want to look, even though Shohei over half a hit. Couldn't fault you for that one. Andrew Velasquez, we talked about him on Monday's pod in case you missed it. He's batting just 167. He hasn't had more than one hit in a game since May 27th. He's nine of his last 87 at-bats. He's at the end of the lineup, so you don't have to worry about him getting a ton of reps necessarily getting through. And he has not had a hit, not even one, in his last five games. That's 12 at-bats. And his last 12 at-bats, not a single hit. Uh, I'm going to go under a half a hit at plus 105 on Andrew Velasquez. And I know you could be like, he's due. But what is what is that argument? No. Uh, Trevor Rogers on the mound opposite here of the Angels for for the team here. So four strikeouts last Friday. That's why I'm saying four. Uh, Four strikeouts last Friday on July 1st. He's averaged 4.2 strikeouts in June over five games, and he only averaged about four and a third innings doing that. So if you're looking for Rogers to go the distance at least five innings, I wouldn't count on it. He has also allowed five hits or more. In nine of his last 11 games pitched. Now, granted, most of those were five. So if you're going to look for something like how many hits he's allowed as far as a prop goes, five is a pretty common number for him. You're going to probably see the prop sitting around that number. And uh, would you want to bet that against the Angels team that has two people that can hit and the rest of the lineup is absolute garbage right now at hitting? Probably not. Probably would look look under, honestly. Uh, So... That's what we have so far there. I I like my best bet there is the Andrew Velasquez under a half hit plus 105. How do you not? Uh, Let's move on to the Dodgers. Los Angeles has won six of their last seven games. Nobody panic. They did go 14 and 12 in June. We talked about that. And I don't think that's good enough for this team. But it also speaks to maybe an issue that I just have as somebody who is not a diehard baseball fan, that there's so many freaking games in this season. Same with the NBA. And so... These don't, they, ma- they matter less. The more games you put, then the more each game matters less, in my opinion. And so, when we take a look at something like, oh, you know, the Dodgers are not performing to their potential, even though they have all this crazy talent, they don't need to until the postseason. We talk about this. Like they don't need to be, you know. Yeah, you can talk about, oh well, to play for this seating and whatever. Yeah, of course, but they can drop a couple games to bad teams and have it not be a huge issue. They are facing one of the league's, you know, hotter hitters, if you will, and CJ Cron, their first baseman. He's had three homers in his last three games. That was two, three games ago, one, uh, two games ago. And then on Monday, none. None for him against the Dodgers. Sorry, none for you, Gretchen Wieners. He's also batting 333 and 12 for 36 right now. Uh, he's had at least one hit in 10 straight games. So if you want to go CJ Cron over half a hit, I don't know if you'll even find that option, but if you do, and it's going to be probably heavily juiced, but definitely worth a look. Uh, He has registered also at least one RBI in seven of his last nine games. That might be a little bit shorter, at least as far as the odds are concerned. Uh, Mitch White on the mound for the Dodgers has done a nice, solid job, you could say. He's had three or more strikeouts in nine of his last 11 games pitched. So if you see a three and a half on his strikeout prop, I would lean under, but if it's two and a half, if you got a two and a half, for example, he's done that in five straight games. He, I would look over here for sure. I don't know that you'll get a two and a half. It'll probably be a three and a half. And in that situation, I would lean under three or more strikeouts. Mm. in nine of his last 11, just be, and, and, you know, nine of his last 11, three or more strikeouts, but most of those being threes. Like most of those being three strikeouts. So yeah, I'm going to go under, but if it's two and a half looking over, because on average, usually, typically we're going to see three. And of course it depends on the team they're playing, strikeouts, et cetera. Uh, I don't think that the Rockies are a team that I'm super worried about necessarily in that capacity. So for that reason, yeah. I would look over if it's two and a half, under if it's three and a half. Um, Jose Urena, that's kind of bearing the lead here because he's back in action now. He spent the first uh, month of the 2022 season with the Brewers. He posted a 3.52 ERA and a 1.57 WHIP with a relief roll before being designated for assignment in early May. So this is going to be his first big league action since April twenty six. Urena... He's worked five and six innings in his last two minor league outings, so he could possibly make it five or six innings here as long as things are going well for him. Dodgers to win. This is why you're seeing the Dodgers so crazy favorites because they're going against a pitcher who hasn't seen big league action since April. Uh, And for that reason, maybe you look at Dodgers' run line here. Maybe that's the play if you want to look for something. Um, Dodgers are one of the very few teams that I would be willing to play run line on on any given night, it seems. So, uh, you can also skip a game. You can skip a game, but you should not skip out on watching the WNBA games that will be going on Wednesday. Some good ones. So coming up right here on the Los Angeles city cast, uh, me and Calvin Wetzel or Calvin Wetzel and I pardon, pardon me. We'll be talking about the WNBA games going on on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming WNBA all-star game and also, we discuss why we've had to stop fading the LA Sparks. You gotta love that, LA. We'll be back with more on the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into the Los Angeles Citycast presented by Bett River Sportsbook. Danielle Vari back here, very excited to welcome into the first time to this podcast that least Calvin Wetzel who covers women's basketball uh, for Sportsline and also her Hoop Stats. We know also probably does some good work with Spread the Floor and has been tracking some very very interesting trends this season with the WNBA. Calvin, thanks so much for making the time today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Danielle. I'm excited. This will be fun. I'm a big listener of your show, so I'm excited to finally <laughs> be on it.
0: Oh, geez. Okay. Well, hopefully you can give some more creative insights than the ones I have to give when I talk to myself alone on this show. That is the bane of my existence. I hope everybody enjoys it, though. Um, But don't worry, I brought in Calvin now to have somebody else get to talk today. And we have some great games lined up here heading into All-Star Weekend. Are you excited for All-Star Weekend? Were there any surprises for you for who made it or didn't make the All-Star team? I know that the um, Phoenix Mercury had some surprises.
1: Yeah, they had some some <laughs> spiciness for sure. Uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised that D T didn't make it. Um I mean mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if she should have, but um I guess just because she has a name, maybe some people thought she should have. I was surprised that Alicia Gray didn't make it. Thought maybe she deserved to be there, but I will be there at the game, uh, as well as some other Very cool. people from uh her hoop stats. So I'm definitely looking forward. It'll be my first one in person.
0: Oh wow, how cool. Uh do you think uh that it's a good thing that they're having it in Chicago, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is—I uh, live a couple hours south of Chicago, so this is why I'm taking the opportunity, just a short little drive up. Um, and it'll be—it'll be really fun. Also, I'm really excited. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I actually like the stuff the day before even more than the All-Star game itself—the three-point oh, contest, yeah. the skills stuff. That's my favorite.
0: Well, so Allie Quigley's told us that she's not doing the three-point contest anymore. She's won it three times. So who's your kind of front runner? you think, in that category? Have you looked at that at all yet?
1: You know, I haven't looked too much, but I did. I might be wrong about this, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I saw something a few days ago on Twitter that because it's in Chicago, uh, Allie changed her mind and said, or at least I think I saw that if she were asked, she decided she would do it one more time. Because when she said that, she didn't know it was going to be in Chicago. I don't know if they've asked her or not. That's so relatable,
0: um, too, right? Yeah, right. Like, like, oh, like... I don't want to come to the party, but like, if I get asked, I guess I'll go.
1: Yeah, right. And if it's in my backyard, <laughs> like, well, yeah. I don't have an excuse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and also, though, Allie, actually, I don't think she's been at her 100% this year. I know the start of the season, she missed a couple games, too, maybe possibly due to some kind of, I thought it was a shoulder or something like that. Uh, but I haven't seen her really hit her stride yet this season. So I don't even know if she would be my front runner necessarily, which just sounds insane, because again, she's won this three times. Uh, where Where are you kind of at with where she's performed so far this season?
1: Yeah, she's definitely, I mean, I think we're seeing, you know, her age catch up to her a little bit. What is she, 36 now? Um, She's definitely not, you know, a little bit past her prime. But I do think uh, if she were to do it one more time, she would definitely have some extra, some of that extra juice from, you know, the home crowd and from, this would definitely be her last time if she did it for real this time. I don't know. It would be hard to bet against her, I think, in that environment.
0: I know. I'm looking at the teams now, too, that were drafted by the captains, obviously. So uh, we have Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles, obviously, with uh, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart uh, as the co-captains, at least, for Sue Bird and for Sylvia Fowles. But Team Wilson, so Asia Wilson versus Team Brianna Stewart... I think I'm leaning towards Asia Wilson's team here, but this is going to be a very good All-Star game. Isn't it kind of fun how the WNBA All-Star game is different in the, from the men's NBA uh, All-Star game? Just because it seems like they actually care about this. There's like <laughs> a little bit more on the line.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And especially, I mean, we saw last year they it was, it was Team USA versus the best of the rest. I think everyone cared a lot because Team USA yeah. was you know, trying to gear up for the Olympics and Mm -hmm. everyone else was, you know, especially the American players on the other team maybe had a little bit of a chip that they weren't picked for the Olympics. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's why we saw that total go so far under. It was what it opened at like 250. I don't even think it hit 200. Uh, (laughs) You know, it definitely will be a lot higher this year now that I don't know if anyone cares enough to play defense, uh, but they do definitely care about winning. And these things are never blowouts. When you look through the Mm -hmm. scores of the last... 10, 20 years it's always almost always a single digit game. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I, I think I was on at least the right side of the spread last year, but the total was rough as it came out. But it just goes to show you too, like everyone thinks that the book is so smart and the lines are so sharp, but that's exactly what we're trying to beat, is trying to find the moments where they mess up, and that was definitely a mess up on their part. Did not consider the fact that Team USA was going to be playing for real. Um, I'm really excited for this. I to about all of it, the three-point contest, whatever I can get my hands on, so we'll definitely talk about that on Friday's show. Uh, but for today, let's look ahead to the Wednesday and Thursday games. We have an early one on Wednesday. So so Sky at the links here. And the Sky just played another early game but a week ago. And I say early for me because Pacific time, it's 10 a.m. Pacific time. But obviously they're on the East Coast, so not as big a deal for them. I thought that that maybe would mean that we would see like a more sluggish game just because it's a day game. We don't see a lot of those. Um, but they lit it up. Last time they blew the over off for the last time there was a day game and Chicago's actually covered five or four of their last five games and they kind of started the season like a team that I did not trust to cover at all, but they also were missing some pieces. Now they have everybody back in the fold. They've returned all of their championship team virtually besides diamond to shield. So um, on the other hand. You have the Minnesota Lynx, who, what is going on with the Lynx? Sylvia Fowl goes out with an injury. We think it's over for this team. She comes back and they've covered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their last eight. So, do you believe in this Lynx team? Because they also just took down the Aces by 30 points. Do you think this is going to keep rolling?
1: I do. Yeah. I'm definitely on the Lynx bandwagon right now. This is so fascinating because you have probably the two hottest teams in the league. You know, just both on court and from a betting perspective, the way they've been covered. Both going head-to-head. But I think the Lynx, I, this might sound crazy, there's a chance that we see a pick em or even the Lynx favored by one, especially by the time this closes. I think the Lynx are even hotter than the Sky right now, coming off of that giant win over the Aces, and obviously they'll be home. The Lynx have always played the Sky close. A, a week and a half ago, uh, it came down to the buzzer. It was tied, and Courtney VanderSloot hit that buzzer beating three to win it for the sky. And that was in Chicago before the Lynx w- really went on this run. So I think this one is going to be a very, very tight spread. And I'll probably be taking the Lynx unless they're even favored by more than I think.
0: That's interesting because I am a little bit of the opposite mind here. I do think it's going to be very close. I think it could be a toss-up. But I think that the Lynx are going to be high off of that Aces win That by 30. And the sky are not sleeping. They saw this. They've seen the Lynx coming. And I do think that the Sky have the better talent, and I do think that talent and experience is going to win out. And I know that Minnesota has a talented uh, lineup in some regards, but I think that Chicago Sky slightly edges them out in some of these categories. So I think we're in for another close one. It'd almost be fun to bet like a will this go to overtime situation. Uh, But I do think that the Sky are going to be able to get this done. I don't know. I feel like Minnesota is winning by sheer power of will at this point.
1: Yeah, well, this is, I mean, to your point, this is the type of game where I think, like, if we got three points for either team, I would take it. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. I, this, yes. It's just going to be too close of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it might be one of those games where you want to start pivoting towards the total, too, because of that. But the Lynx, I think that one of the biggest reasons for their resurgence is Mariah Jefferson. They're 11-5 against the spread in games where Mariah Jefferson has played this season. Uh, obviously, they signed her what, a week or two into the season, and then she got hurt for a little bit. Now she's back and playing the best basketball of her career. Cheryl Reeves' system has really set her up for success. So I don't know. Even even if the links don't cover in this one, I'm still a believer the rest of the season. I think they can sneak their way to the playoffs.
0: So as far as the totals concerned, where would you – I mean, we don't have the numbers obviously in front of us yet, but would you look towards a higher scoring game here, even though I think that Chicago's bread and butter is that defense?
1: Yeah, well, uh, the Sky, yeah, you're right. They do play really good defense, but we saw, uh, I think, the game where looked hit that buzzer beater. We I, Let's see, I can probably pull it up here, but I believe that total was into the 170s, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would expect this one to be in the 170s as well. Yeah, it looks like that one closed at 170 and a half. I could yeah. see this one being even higher than that. I could see this one wow. opening... Maybe 171, 172. I do think it'll be a high-scoring game. The way the Lynx are playing on offense recently, it's they hung, did they hang 100 on the Aces or did they finish at 99? I can't remember, but they were real close either way. Um, And yeah, I I expect this one to be pretty high-scoring
0: yeah it's so funny you say that because just even like as a principled rule I don't touch the 170s of the WNBA <laughs> even the ones that could go over because that just gets a little bit crazy in terms of just the totals being that high I mean but as far as the sky is concerned over on a 176 and a half versus the Aces um, they saw an over on the 171 and a half versus the Fever they saw an over versus the Lynx like you said that 171 um, but then there was the 173 versus LA which is a team that has no defense and yet that one goes under so those 170s are so dicey to me and those are situations where i actually like to bet them live which i know isn't necessarily super helpful but i like to try to teach people how to bet too right is what we're trying to do and if you know what you're looking for i mean if we see a slower start to this first half of this game for example especially because maybe it's the it's an earlier game it's a morning game i'd love to get in on something like a live over and maybe you get something a little bit better than 171 would be something i would be interested in looking at have you been looking at any first half or anything like that for this uh, for would this mean- one,
1: I haven't dug into it yet, but yeah, yeah, I probably would maybe look at some first half or, or even quarter bets. I like to do those fourth quarter unders. Um, they're on a pretty good run right now. I think they're just overall, not with the Sky and the links. they're uh, hit 20 of their last 27. And last wow. year, fourth quarter unders hit over 60% of the time just on the whole season. Um, so that's something that maybe I would pivot to, and you could even maybe get a better live if this one does start to get up and down early a little bit mm-hmm. um the other hand maybe maybe you want to take that first quarter under because like you said early start will they come out sluggish and then again uh the game that you were referring to when the sky played the sun in an early game one of those kids day games a week mm-hmm. or two ago uh i kind of had that same philosophy and i got burned on some of those unders because that one went well <laughs> over so who now knows you to
0: 83 on yeah, that one yeah
1: exactly
0: yeah, I know. And I was so like confident of that under two. So now I'm like, oh, I don't know what to expect. Maybe these people like playing in the daytime. Who knows? Uh, we have other games, obviously, later in the day. So let's talk about the Mystics at the Dream. I have been saying on this podcast, I do not give the Dream their due. They're sitting right around the middle of the pack, straight up and ATS. And I kind of imagine them in my head still around that 10, 11, 12 spot. And they're not. They're not. They're rising above that a little bit. It's weird because... We see them at the top in defensive rating, but they actually allow a lot of points to be scored, and part of that has been some of the players rotating out, and we're seeing a bigger surge in their offense than a little bit of regression in their defense. But now they're facing a Mystics team, a Mystics team that I love to bet. They're the best team ATS so far this season. I love betting a Mystics live under. I'm not going to say they always hit, but they usually always hit. And I know that you have a really cool trend about the Mystics as well that you've been tracking.
1: Yeah, well, all sorts of Mystics unders are great, whether it's live or pregame <laughs> or anything. But my favorite type of Mystics under is the second quarter under because they're twenty-one and two this season. Both of those losses were their two games against the Aces because they're the Aces, so that's how it works. Uh, they're yeah, twenty-one and zero.
0: Offense.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is, this bet is twenty-one and zero against anyone other than the Aces when the Mystics play any other team in the league. Second quarter has gone under every single time this season. It's really. You'd be hard-pressed to find any type of spread or under bet in any sport anywhere that goes 21-0. and 0. It just doesn't happen. So I will be blind betting the second quarter under. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Mystics are playing someone other than the Aces. I'm taking the second quarter under. That's just the point that we're at. Uh, but I may take the full game under, too. We'll see what it says.
0: Uh, disclaimer: We don't recommend just blind betting trends on this show generally, <laughs> but if you're going to do it, this is the one to do it on for sure. It's incredible. It's incredible, and I have to imagine that the bookmakers are just frustrated because they know they know this is happening, and yet it continues to roll. So it's got to be frustrating. It's like, can we set this number low enough? No, you can't. Um, and what's really frustrating to me is the Dream offense is so volatile. So it's really hard for me to bet on which quarter they're going to go off. It seems like they'll have a very high-scoring quarter and then a very low-scoring quarter, and it just kind of flips back between those. Um, but I'm with you. I would, I would look at an under here. I do think that the total may be a little bit low for this one because, of course, you're having the top Dream defense versus the Mystics who are also a, a, an under-E team, if you will. Um so again, a situation where if we have a live first half that goes really well, maybe they score 80 plus points, you might be able to get a better number on a live under because the second half, the Six defense locks it down.
1: Yeah, this, this total is going to open up pretty low. It's going to be one of our lowest totals we've seen this season. I think probably low 150s. Wow. Like you said, the Dream have been a great team for unders all year. Probably, these are probably the two best teams for unders all year. When you, look at, when you look at the numbers. And despite the fact that, like you said, the Dream play is such a fast pace, so it's kind of weird. But at least for a lot of the season, they were the best defense and the worst offense on a per-possession basis. But mm-hmm. I, the thing with these low totals, I mean, so you were talking about those totals in the 170s scaring you off. I mean, as, as good as these two teams yep. are at unders, these totals in the 150s kind of scare me off at this point. Because here's another trend for you. Totals mm-hmm. 161 or lower this season have gone over in 36 of 54. They're 36 and 18 to the over. So that's two thirds that they've hit the over. Basically the lowest totals of the season. anything in the 150s. So I don't know. If this opens up in the low 150s, I might have to take the over.
0: I was just thinking too, like if it's going to be that low... You, I would be, like, sick to try this, but, like, and it, trying to middle it, like, take an over on the really low 150 and then have a really explosive first half, which we could see, and then bet an under that's a live under. Maybe you get, like, a 160 or something live and try to middle it. That would be really, really sick of me to try to do, but <laughs> I agree with you. I do think whenever it's the same thing. When I see those 170s, I'm like, oh, I don't want to bet the over on a 170, and I see a 150-something, oh, I don't want to bet the under on that, and I do think there's a lot of value, actually, on betting an over on something that's a low 150, so... I think if we're getting a 153, 154 and a half, I-, I would look to an over for that game as well. And as far as the spread, what do you what do you think? What do you think we're going to see for the spread for Mystics and Dream? I have to imagine the Mystics are favored, but by how much?
1: I think it might be less than, than what you would think. Uh, they do they are gonna have Elena Deladon, so that'll be a big deal. But the Dream are playing really well. They've covered they've actually won both of their games since Tiffany Hayes came back. They were five and a half point underdogs in both of them and cashed those underdog money lines in two straight. And mm. obviously got Erica Wheeler back the game before that. So they're basically almost healthy and whole now, I think, with the exception of Nia Coffee. Um, this team's playing really well. I could see the Mystics being favored by, you know, a possession or under a possession. I kinda hope they're favored by a little bit more because you know, even though the Mystics have been really good against the spread this season, I think if we get more than a possession, I would probably take the dream because of the way they've been playing since Tiffany Hayes came back. But I could see this being somewhere at one and a half, two, two and a half range.
0: Yeah. And with that in mind, I would I would take the Mystics. If I'm getting one and a half on the Mystics, I want one and a half on the Mystics.
1: Yeah, I would, it, would, that, it would be hard to pass up the Mystics if you get in line that low, but if we get up into three and a half, four, I got to start thinking about Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I think I would play Mystics up to three and a half, so we'll we'll see. Um, but that's, again, on me not giving the dream there due. And also, by the way, spread bets have not been going as well for me as total bets, so keep that in mind. <laughs> um, Liberty and Ace is also going on on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, and... The Liberty, I feel like I'm so frustrated because they go on these runs where they cover a bunch, right? They covered six of seven and then haven't covered their last two. And I always miss the runs. I jump on the train too late. And then they just go two games in a row without covering. And it's really frustrating. And then you have the Aces, talk about frustrating, who have only covered two of their last ten, one of their last, what, eight. So it seems like things are finally catching up to the Aces as far as that depth we've talked about and just not getting a lot from their bench. What do you think we're going to see in this Aces-New York matchup?
1: Oh, this one's tough. I'm with you. This one's (laughs) tough because you have the Aces coming off of that beatdown in Minnesota. So are Mm -hmm. they going to want to respond and make a statement? On the other hand, New York, who was so good in June... Let us down. I bet on them the last two games as well, and they let us down yeah. in both of those games. The first game when they were of those two, they were without Crystal Dangerfield, who was one of their big pieces in June that helped them turn their season around. So I kind of wrote that one off, like, okay, maybe it's just her. She came back against the Sparks, still didn't cover as underdogs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to wonder, you know, is this run over? Are we going to see the Liberty regress again into July so honestly, I don't know. I, th- I think this spread is going to be upper single digits. That's a tough one because just maybe a week ago, I would have loved that line for the Liberty, the way they were playing in June. But at, at, after, off of those last two games, I don't know. I could see the Aces and off of the Aces' last game against the Lynx, you know, the way that they got embarrassed. I could see the Aces wanting to come, down, come out here and just do the total opposite flip the script. So... That'll be really tough if we get a line in that reach.
0: This is their last game before the WNBA All-Star game. Does that factor in for you as well? Because we saw them, I mean, the reason they lost by 30 at the end is Becky kind of pulled the players. She let them rest. So do you think that we'll see something similar here where, I mean, not that the Aces are going to be okay with losing a game to Liberty, but maybe aren't going full force and are starting to pump the brakes and give their team a little bit of rest heading into this break?
1: It probably depends on how the game goes. You know, if we see that, I mean, the reason they did that against the Lynx is because they were down already, what, 15, 16 in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. They knew that they probably weren't going to get back in it anyway. I think if they had a three-point lead, maybe it would have been a different story. They would have kept their foot on the gas. So it really depends on game script, but this one might be a much better game to live bet for that reason rather than pregame see
0: how it goes yeah
1: see how it goes and if if we see becky hammond start to pull some of those starters and maybe give him another little break to head into the all-star break then yeah immediately go take whatever you can fading the aces go take the liberty spread go take the aces live team total under at that point because their bench can't score at all whatever you can get live if you if you're watching the game and you see that happen go grab it
0: Yeah, that's a great strategy. I love that. Otherwise, pregame, I would look to the Liberty here, because simply uh, from a motivation factor as well. And I do think that they have the capability. We've seen it in the last couple weeks, last two games, maybe not, um, to keep this game close. And so, preflop, I would probably look to the Liberty. Also, of course, because the Aces line, again, has been out of control. They've only covered one of their last eight, two of their last ten. And also... I think it's funny because whenever on this show, I'm like, oh, look for a live betting opportunity. I try to be specific. This is what we're looking for. And somebody told me the other day, you just tell people to live bet the WNBA so they have to watch the game. And I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're doing here. You yeah. see what we're doing. <laughs> um, Thursday, two of the teams we just talked about have to play again. So the Sky at the Fever on Thursday... And I immediately am thinking that this total is going to be higher than it should be, and the Sky are going to be on a back-to-back, and it's their last game before the All-Star break. So my first thoughts are to look for an under because you might have a good opportunity where the total ends up being because the fever, no defense.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I have this one circled as a potential under as well. I Mm -hmm. I think that the Fever, well, you talked about the Sky, the reasons why you might take the under with them, but the Fever, they opened the season playing at like a historic pace. I think about a month into the season, they had the fastest pace of anyone in WNBA history. That's come down to earth a lot. They're still one of the faster-paced teams, but it's, it's not you know at that historic level anymore. And they've been starting to hit some unders because of that as books sort of adjust to the way that they've been playing. And also, the Fever just have come back down as what we – you know, they had a little hot stretch in terms of how they were playing overall, and they have just come back down to earth as what we know them as the worst team in the league because they have half of the roster as rookies. Um, so I would probably look to take the under in this one as well. I have this this season – we've had a couple other of these games where a team plays the night after playing on, on zero days rest in a different city, no less, uh, and yeah. I have – Overvalued that a little bit, I think. Um, I think we saw it with the Sun when they played Phoenix, and then they played the Aces. I kind of faded them, and then the Sun played really well in both of those games. Uh, we saw it when the Mercury, I forget who they played in the first game, they played at Indiana the day after they played somewhere else, uh, and they just pounded Indiana. So, t- grain of salt, I don't know, teams maybe don't seem to be yeah. as phased as what I think they should be by playing in a different city the day after they just played especially because the sky will play that early game we talked about the day before this yeah. so they'll have more time to a little fly longer in. recovery It won't be like a red-eye flight or anything but yeah um yeah it's definitely still <laughs> yeah well who knows these days right but definitely an interesting <laughs> betting spot either way
0: Yeah, and I agree because, like, my first thought when I'm seeing this, and if you were a veteran and you just walked up to this and you saw, okay, Sky at Lynx, and then the next day, Sky at Fever. They're on the road two days in a row, two different cities. Um, That seems like a perfect opportunity to at least bet maybe their team total under. But you have to see, obviously, what the line ends up shaking out to here. But I immediately, of course, am keeping my eye on that game. Liberty also in action, back-to-back game at the Mercury I think this game's going to be so messy, and I'm so excited. Um, I think the Liberty are going to be playing in a back-to-back off of the Aces, depending on how that goes for them. Um, And then the Mercury have just been, again, similar to the Lynx, just playing with a vengeance, it seems like. Obviously lost Tina Charles and have been trying to prove themselves since. Uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith maybe not getting all the respect she deserves, um, but has been playing incredibly, actually, lately. And so Liberty-Mercury, what do you think? I mean, obviously looking for a high scoring, but then Liberty on a back-to-back.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because the Mercury came out so strong after they lost Tina Charles. Their next few games, they played really well. They covered three in a row, I believe, and then uh, it just kind of reversed. And I think they, they haven't covered in the last two, and they got smoked by the sky in the first of those two. And I think maybe we realized, oh, well, maybe the reason that they covered those three games was because two of them were against the Fever as opposed to Mm. because they lost Tina Charles. Uh, And then they turn around and play the Sky, who are on the total opposite end of the Fever, and we see what happens. So I don't know. This one's going to depend for me on what the Liberty do against the Aces. Uh, And also it's going to depend for me on the Liberty who's playing, because I know we saw Rebecca Allen. She came back and immediately got hurt again in their last game, which I think was a big deal. She's a really important piece for them. So it'll be critical to see if she's playing or not. So I, it's hard to say at this point what I would do with this one. I could see this one being an under game, though. Again, the back-to-back idea. Uh, Mercury have been going under as of late anyway. So I could see this one being an under. But the spread is tough to call until we see you know, who's playing and how they do the day before.
0: I agree with you. I think we could look at an under. It'll be interesting to see what the line is, obviously, because the Liberty playing in a back-to-back. The Sportsbook know what we know. Uh, so it could be too low to bet an under. But four of the last five Mercury games have gone under and you're right there's a three little spot where they covered three games in a row it was fever fever and wings and the wings have been really dicey so when they're against decent teams even i mean even didn't cover versus uh, LA actually as well which uh, LA we're, we're going to talk about actually uh, next so I'll just ask you my LA question there but Storm at Sparks is also going on on Thursday 7:30 p.m. Pacific time What's going on with the Sparks? Because they're one of my favorite teams to fade. They fall apart in the fourth quarters, and all of a sudden, they're covering spread. So what do you think's going on here?
1: They're one of my favorite t- teams to fade, too, and that hasn't <laughs> worked out for either of us lately. I believe they've the covered... The host of
0: the LA CityCast says, dang <laughs> it, sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh,
1: yeah. it's um That's probably karma on your part, but uh, <laughs> I have no excuse. <laughs> they, uh, they've covered, I think, is it five in a row? Might be six in a row or seven of their last eight.
0: We're at five in a row. Yep. Six of their last seven. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's, it's, they're on a crazy run right now. They've won three or four of those games outright as underdogs, too. Uh, Yeah. I'm having to rethink how I view the Sparks. Last night, I faded them still, uh, even though they had covered four in a row because they were without three guards, three important guards, Christy Tolliver, Brittany Sykes, Kennedy Carter. So they really didn't have a guard off the bench. They had Jordan Canada, Lexi Brown, their starting backcourt. And that was it. They signed Kiana Smith uh, like a few hours before game time just to have a warm body in the backcourt. And then Lexi (laughs) Brown went out for, went to the locker room for part of the game. I wasn't sure if she would come back and Kiana Smith might have to play the rest of the game. It just seemed like a perfect situation for them to fall apart and have no bodies in the backcourt, and they still won. Lexi Brown came back second half. Jordan Canada played like 39 minutes or whatever it was. So I just don't think I know what I'm talking about with this team. I don't know what to do with them. (laughs) I might actually have to bet them in this game, especially if Seattle – so we're recording this on Tuesday. I guess by the time you release this, we'll know the result of Seattle's game tonight. But if Seattle blows out the fever like we expect – That'll be another reason for me to take the Sparks because Seattle has been very bad coming off of good wins. They are
0: and on the road a little bit, right? I know you we were talking the about them at yeah. home. Yeah,
1: yeah. they'll be right. They'll be on the road in LA. They are. I have the numbers here. They're Seattle. The last two years is six and 15 coming off of covering the spread, and they're three and 11 against. This is against the spread. Three and 11 against the spread coming off of a. A win by at least 12 so basically a blowout win so if they right. cover and win by 12 tonight which they definitely could because it's the fever you're looking at that category where they might regress again so yeah we might have to stop fading the sparks i might be on the sparks in this one
0: I've finally earned just a modicum of respect for the Sparks where I'm like, okay, I I won't fade you guys, but I might live bet games against you still. (laughs) Um, That said, speaking of live betting, the last time Seattle played, I believe, yes, Seattle versus Atlanta, they lost 90-76. to That was on July 3rd. And I live bet Seattle on the money line, just for fun, like, it's funny because I'll have my bets where I'm like, if I don't have a lot of analysis behind it or if it's just a really long shot sometimes, I'm like, yeah, that's not, I'm not counting that in my official record. Sorry to say, but for fun, it was like Seattle, like four to one. And I was like, oh yeah, Seattle's going to win this. And that'll be like pancake money. We'll do it. No, they lose by 14. And I don't know what to do with the Seattle team. We talk about not knowing about the Sparks. These both, these teams very volatile. It seems like Sparks, at least on a run right now, Seattle is so back and forth fail to cover, cover two, fail to cover, cover two, fail to cover. Like, it's back and forth. The over and unders are back and forth as well. You just don't know what you're going to get on any given night from this team.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly why I'm waiting to see how they do against the Fever tonight because if this is one of those Pendulum <laughs> teams, we get a blowout against the Fever, Pendulum's going back the other way. But who knows? We They could have a poor showing against the Fever and barely squeak that one out too.
0: Yeah, I think we have a good slate of games, actually. I'm very excited for these, what, six games we have leading into the All-Star break, and then, of course, getting to bet on the All-Star game. Hopefully, that goes well. Um, Before I let you go, Calvin, any thoughts on WNBA MVP or any futures bets you're looking at or have?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, I like the... We talked about the Lynx. I like the Lynx right now. Um, I actually, just last night, placed a bet on them at plus 25,000, and the line immediately moved to plus 15,000, where... That was on points bet. It's already at plus fifteen thousand on all the other books. So wow. uh, points bet was just lagging behind, I guess. But I yeah. honestly still like them a little bit at plus fifteen thousand, I think. Especially if they beat the sky, they'll be coming off of wins over the top two teams in the league, the aces and the yeah. sky. Uh, you can probably still get plus fifteen thousand somewhere after that game. What's you know, yeah. there's gonna be a couple books slow to update it. So maybe you would I would hold off for now. But that's a good futures bet that I'm looking at right now.
0: Yeah, the I mean, links right now are a hundred to one at Bat Rivers. To your point, so they're catching on. But a hundred to one on a team that's beating two of the top teams in in the league—that's what I care about. Like, can you take down the Aces? Yes, we've seen that. Can you take down the Sky? And like, they're that's, doing that's this without team.
1: Nafisa Collier. If Nafisa Collier yes. comes back, changes the whole. Just dynamic grew a human. Yeah, right. She's
0: gonna she's gonna have scary mom strength now, though. Like this <laughs> is, this is yeah. Um, the MVP race is just so. Tight, it seems like. I mean, Asia Wilson sitting at the top at minus 134. Brianna Stewart, four to one. I love Kelsey Plum, six to one. But it's just hard. That Aces team is going to be stealing votes from each other. Yeah,
1: I sort of would think about Brianna Stewart because of the reason mm. that you just said that the Aces might steal votes from each other. And even by her standards, Brianna Stewart is having an incredible season statistically across the board. Maybe her best season of her career, which is a she really high She just gets ball. better
0: every year. She what does.
1: She's only 27. It's crazy. She, <laughs> we, I don't even know if we've seen the best of her yet. So I might look at her, but I do like Kelsey Plum a lot, too. Um I mean, Asia's the favorite. She should be the favorite. But minus 134, you know, before – basically in the first half of the season still, before the All-Star break, that's just crazy to me to have a future at minus 134 this early in the season. So I probably wouldn't take that. And I could see some voters say, you know, I don't know, voter fatigue or whatever you want to call it. Like, hey, Asia already got hers. We've given the MVP to a big – to a post like 10 years in a row. It's time to let someone else have it and give it to a guard. Kelsey Plum has – really upped her game this season I could see something like that happening so yeah I would probably look at Stewart or Plum uh on the it's funny because
0: long shot wise Elena Deladon at 30 to 1
1: (laughs) yeah I know she's not playing a lot of the
0: games that's the issue
1: if she can play enough games absolutely it's yeah you're right that's the issue will she play enough games to to really be in consideration
0: yeah maybe it's more of like a finals MVP bet maybe EDD yeah
1: I wish we had those right now how cool would that be
0: yeah. Well, every day a little bit better. It's funny actually because Daniel Mattaya, who is another great WNBA handicapper, who comes on the show, I know you work with or talk with and are friendly with, and he actually had some props available in the games on Monday, I believe in the the Sparks game on Monday, and we were like, let's hammer these. So uh, it's just so fun when they actually give us props to play with, and I have to imagine the books just get hammered when that happens. So maybe that's it, why we're not getting them all the time.
1: Yeah, probably, but I really wish we could have more often. You know, Dano texted me about those two, and, and uh, I, I tailed him on a few of his, and I uh, convinced him to take Jordan Canada over, which was really scary over 9.5 points because she missed everything. But like I said, she played 39 minutes, and – led the team in shots and she still barely got there. She got 10. So that was fun, but yeah. I wish we could have that more often.
0: Yeah, I know that's looking forward, looking forward to the future, obviously looking forward to the WME game. Thank you so much to Calvin Wetzel. You can check out his work um, on Twitter, of course, where can they follow you? What's your Twitter handle?
1: Uh, C Wetzel three, one W E T Z E L.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, Calvin. We hope to have you back on soon.
1: All right. Yeah. Appreciate you having
0: me. All right, and thank you for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. New shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That means I will be back on Friday with more L.A. action right here on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bett River Sportsbook.